in Kushko, we decided to do Machu Picchu at the very end. And the reason for that is we wanted to get used to seeing uh, Inca sites beforehand. We didn't just want to go straight to Machu Picchu and say, oh, this is a holy grail and go away again. We wanted to take time to see some other places, see some other sites, have a feel uh, about you know the Inca people themselves. But as mentioned in the previous episode, um, th- this the whole thing in and around Cusco is not necessarily going to be in chronological order, although I can promise you Machu Picchu is going to be at the very end because that's the thing we've done at the very end. Cusco is the heart of the Inca Empire, absolute heart of the Inca Empire. It's got a very famous temple uh, in in uh, the main square, which I think is like the Temple of Gold or the Golden Temple. And it's Coricancha or Coricancha is the rough way of, of pronouncing that. Um, it's now occupied by the Cathedral del Cusco. Um, yeah, the Spanish, of course, building over uh, other, um, you know, historical temple sites. I, hands, I hold my hands up to this. After a while of going around uh, Latin America, I started to get, to an extent, frustrated with with the Spanish and uh, not not the people as such, um, but you, you know the absolute destruction. You get some of the stories of how they treated people, etc., etc. Now I know you're thinking, well, boy, you're from the UK, you can't say much. You know, or if you're from England, you can't say much because the English have been incredibly brutal over their history as well. Yeah, absolutely. Hold hold hands up, pot calling kettle black as such. So yeah, but this is what I found o- over a while. We're starting to get. Um, you know, pissed off basically with with Spanish for what they've done, why they've done it. But that's history. That's life. This is it is how it is. But Cusco is a jewel in the crown. It is a phenomenal place, very high above sea level, with loads of things to see and do. After a few days of partying at the Wild Rover, uh, we went out and done a uh, pisco sour tour, which involved walking up the steps to a temple site overlooking Cusco. And it was called Sexy Woman. Now, you're probably thinking, well, that sounds like you're saying sexy woman. Yes, because that's pretty much how you're meant to say it. Uh, S-A-Q-S-A-Y-W-A-M-A-N. The easiest way to remember that is to say Sexy Woman. Almost like you're doing it in the Caribbean accent style there. But it's an incredible fortress that overlooks the city of Cusco, built by the Incas. Really, the best thing to say about this site and the best thing to say about the Incas themselves, their stonework, their building methodology and their stonework, it, probably the finest thing you're ever going to see on planet Earth. Massive, massive blocks of, of stone cut superbly and precisely. And even nowadays, especially at the, the Sacsay Woman site, it is nigh on impossible to even get a card between the stones such is the preciseness of the buildings and how they've been engineered it's difficult to get a you know pound coin in the middle of them let alone you know even a playing card incredibly difficult it's just google image it absolutely mind-boggling we had a tour around the Saxe Waman, which was entertaining. So we ended up walking to we ended up walking to it up quite a steep set of stairs, which pretty much took everyone's breath away, quite literally, given given the height of you know where we were. So that was entertaining, watching pretty much everyone struggle up 
the hill there. Now, bear in mind, Kushko is around 3,400 meters high, 11,200 feet. Yeah, you are talking quite high now. We had a Pisco Sour tour after that. Uh, Pisco Sour is a, is a drink that's contested between Chile and Peru, who, you know, who come up with it first, basically. Uh, it's, it's basically alcoholic egg whites. It tastes fantastic on a really beautiful sunny day. Uh, there's nothing beats a good Pisco Sour. Uh, we went to learn how to make one, uh, and that's exactly what we did. Uh, drank that as well, so that was all good fun. We also met up with Mark and Jess, Again, uh, they happen to be in Peru. If you remember Mark and Jess from the hostel, uh, the hostel Limon in Buenos Aires, uh, they happen to be in town again. Um, the reason we knew that is we bumped into, forget the other chap's name, uh, we bumped into uh, another Australian guy who we'd met in Potosi, saw him in the, uh, in the Mercado Central, had a chat with him, asked about Mark and Jess, and he said, oh, you know, geez, mate, they're going to be in tomorrow. So, you know, we met up with Mark and Jess. We <laughs> went to the Indian restaurant three nights in a row, just because it was a complete change of food, uh, to be honest. Uh, and the guys that were running the place were incredibly friendly. Plus, it was all we can eat. Happy days. So we went there for a few nights in a row, caught up with Mark and Jess. They'd been doing some quality stuff, you know, shared stories, had a few beers, had a laugh. Didn't spend a lot of time this time together because they were literally passing through um, heading wherever they were heading. We also went on a walking tour as well. Having enjoyed the one so much in La Paz, we went on a, a walking tour. By this time, this wasn't Russ, Anna, Aaron and myself. This was mainly Aaron and myself. Uh, we did hang out with Russ and Anna once more. Uh, we ended up going to... The name escapes me, but we went to this site in the east of in the east of Cusco. Took about half hour to an hour on a collectivo on a bus. And I remember the bus journey vividly because we were, it was packed. We'd all got on, uh, we were pretty much the last people to get on the bus. So you've got the bus driver to the left-hand side of us. We're all looking out the window and this guy is driving like an absolute buffoon. It's, it's absolutely brilliant. You never felt more scared yet more safe at the same time. He's, you know, Plowing down the main road, he's in and out of traffic, honking a horn, you name it. Anyway, we got there, we got there in the end, and I forget the site. It was it was in the east of Kushko. It was an Inca site, famed for its irrigation. Now it took the water from the um, the Rio Urubamba or the Urubamba River, and the irrigation was phenomenal. Uh, it was it was a layered, it was a layered fortress or you know layered ruins. This irrigation was pristine. It was going around all the different segments of the site. We'd never seen anything quite like that before. Yes, you could see old historical sites and, you know, everything like that. But the, the water flow was absolutely incredible. And the fact that they'd channeled it all the way from the river or the real Urubamba to this site and, and to have it, you know, going perfectly around the site as well. It, it, it was a brilliant thing to see. Now, again, forget the name. But we had a good time at that site, had a great lunch there, and thankfully the minibus ride on the way back was uh, not as scary <laughs> as it was on, on the way there. And in Kushko, that's where uh, Russ and Anna parted ways. Uh, they were looking to get up to uh, the, uh, the Galapagos Islands, so they parted ways. Uh, whether they flew or whatever they did, 
you know, they, they, we parted ways. And that was interesting uh, that that happened. Uh, we'd spent a few weeks, you know, with each other by now. We got used to each other. And it was sad to see them go. It's always nice to um, hang out with new people. But as it is, they went, we stayed. And other things that we managed to do when we were there, we went for a few walks around and we saw walking around we saw quite a few different tours that you could take again we knew we were going to end up in Machu Picchu we weren't quite sure how we were going to do that so we were looking for a tour guide that could or a tour place that could sort all this out for us and we went for a Lonely Planet recommendation uh, walked down to this guy's shop and it very inconspicuous um, you pretty much you walk in it's a very small shop front uh, we went through to the back room where you know the gentleman's got his desk. He's got all this tequila and other bits and bobs on the side. He's lit up a cigar. He's offered us a cigar. Um, I don't remember taking one. And he's offered a, everyone a drink as well. So we've sat there had a drink. And he was chatting about the different tours that they could do. Uh, you know, going to the salt flats down the road or, or uh, a salt mining site down the road. Uh, also going to the uh, Marais circles as well uh, and also taking a trip through the the sacred valley uh, going to Oyante Tambo uh, right in the heart of the sacred valley and we thought this would be a good thing to do uh, be good to do not necessarily all of it in a day but we could take a couple of day trips get ourselves familiar with what to expect and then through the same guy book a trip to Machu Picchu. Now the trip to Machu Picchu, which we'll get onto in a later episode, uh, involved uh, being away for a couple of days in Cusco, which was quite funky, but we pretty much left all our stuff in in the hostel anyway. But we booked in to a few tours, let's say the, the Marais Circles, the Salt Flats, or the uh, Salt Mines, and then also to Oyente Tambo. After that had been booked in and we've had a tequila, we're, we're feeling a bit merry. We knew, and after learning from our mistakes in Mendoza by not realising who was playing when, we knew there was a game of football on. We knew there was a game at the Estadio Inca Garcilaso de la Vega. I think that's how you pronounce the stadium. There's a game of football on. It was a Sunday afternoon. We knew the game of football would be on and it was um, the local team Gasolazo, Real Gasolazo versus a really popular team in Peru called Universitario, who are based over in Lima. Now, for the sake of you know, a few quid, we thought, why not? It's Sunday afternoon. It's about 30, 33 degrees. Why not? Let's go, in, let's go and have some fun. We got into the stadium. It's a pretty typical stadium, a nice big bowl. It's got some seats. Uh, we ended up sitting just mainly on the the stone surfaces. We've got some funky hats that we purchased for, you know, I don't know, 50 pence or so. Cause it was absolutely roasting. You know, sunglasses weren't gonna cut it. You needed a hat for this weather. You can check out those photos on Instagram as well. So we're, we're there in our little hats. You sat there watching football. You know, you've got people up and down, you know, selling different things. I think we tried a multitude of different Peruvian snacks. But what unfolded before our eyes was, without a shadow of a doubt, is one of the best games of football I think I've ever seen. And the reason for that is it had 
pretty much everything that you could think of that you'd want from a game of football. There were penalties. There was red cards. There was you know, a world-class goal. There was world-class saves from the keeper. It was end-to-end. It was back and forth. It was just incredibly engrossing, incredibly entertaining. This game had absolutely everything. The home team ended up winning 2-0. A penalty had been scored. A penalty had been missed as well. Forgot that one. Everything in in this game. But the only thing that was missing coming up to the 90th minute was a red card. And I remember Aaron and I saying, this has been great, great entertainment. But if there's a red card here, this game is is done and dusted. You know, this is the best thing we've ever seen. (laughs) Lo and behold, some guy went in with a a dodgy two-footed challenge, got sent off. And then that prompted a mass brawl of the players, you know, the um, the management staff. I think another player got sent off. Then the final whistle went. Then the manager got sent off. Yeah, and it ended up being three red cards. What more could you want for a Sunday afternoon? You know, 30, 33 degrees, roasting hot, football, food, snacks, you name it. Great game of football. It just absolutely hands down the most bonkers game of football I've ever seen it it had everything did that game of football after having a few more Cuscanias in the evening we then decided that we should move hostel and we'd enjoyed being at the Wild Rover it had been it served its purpose we've had the parties we've had a bit of a laugh you know we've all had this and that but it felt it was time to go to um, a hostel where there was a bit less drinking and it was a little bit more laid back. So we moved hostel that evening uh, as well. And uh, thankfully, the hostel would allow us to keep our bags there in lockers whilst we headed out on the road to Machu Picchu. But before we do that, uh, next episode, we will be in the Moray Circles. We will be in Oyedan Dambo and looking at some Inca Terrace farming. So do not miss next week's episode when we explore Inca Terrace farming a bit more. Hasta luego.